0: जाहिरा
1: बोल and यदि आंदोलन करना पड़ता है तो हमको अपनी शक्ति का परिचय फिर से दोबारा
2: देना पड़े। रामचर को पर ही राम मंदिर का निर्माण होना चाहिए यह हम की प्रतिबद्धता है और की यह प्रतिबद्धता रहेगी।
3: मैं तो इतना ही आप हूं। It's an honour to have you here, sir, Modi।
2: विकास के बिना कोई चारा नहीं मित्र। देश बर्बाद हुआ है वोट बैंक की राजनीति से देश को आवश्यकता है डेवलपमेंट पॉलिटिक्स की कि हम स्थितियों को पलट प्रगति की जो भी यात्रा है
3: So two faces of the BGP today. Gujarat Chief Minister Narendra Modi, the man many BGP leaders have said should be the party's PM candidate, unveiled his national vision at Delhi's Shiram College of Commerce. His mantra, Suraj, or good governance, development. Yes, as he talked to the future of India, young people and new age power. But at the same time, the BGP taking a dip in the past with BGP President Rajnath Singh at the VHP meet at the Komela. As the VHP said, the temple must be on the political agenda or we will show our might again. Rajnath Singh reaffirming the party's commitment to building the Ram Temple and asking for blessings to give him the strength to do so. Can Suraj, good governance and temple politics coexist for the BJP? Are these now the dual strands of the BJP for campaign 2004? Let's travel now from Allahabad to New Delhi, when Narendra Modi spoke to young students, though his audience was clearly the people of India as he unveiled his p2 g2 mantra pro people and good governance
2: mitra aaj pure desh mein duniya mein gujarat ke vikas yatra ki charcha ho rahi hai main good governance ki charcha karta hu to model ki baat karta p2 g2 pro people good governance p2 essentially
4: stands for platitudes personified That is, patting yourself in the back throughout his uh, entire speech made no reference to the Gujarat program, which continues to be a blot and a stain. Love him or hate him, two sides of the Narendra Modi story, as scores of students primarily left-wing, protested against the Gujarat chief minister's visit. Inside the auditorium of the prestigious SRCC in Delhi University, the applause resounded.
2: I want to hear another voice. I don't want to take much time. Tell me. Continue. The only person who has <laughs> been sent for 10
5: years <laughs> in a state, has <laughs> been sent for 10 years. <laughs> Maybe he
3: I don't think that my college should have glorified development as what Modi glorifies it as.
4: Narendra Modi's visit to the national capital to speak at one of its best-known colleges is loaded with symbolism, coming as it does at a time when there is a growing clamor within sections of the BJP to name him as a prime ministerial
2: candidate. He certainly used the opportunity to make his pitch. Without
4: Narendra Modi was able to successfully sell the Gujarat development story to at least those students of SRCC who were inside the auditorium. The big question, can he now try and bridge that and will that message really go down as far as 2014 is concerned for the BJP? With Ketki Angre Siddharth Pandey for NDTV.
3: And let's go straight across now to my newsmaker of the evening, Congress General Secretary Digvijay Singh joins me. I'm also joined by Uma Bharti. uh, Of course, uh, Digvijay Singh ji and Uma Bharti ji are old friends and rivals both in Madhya Pradesh and Uttar Pradesh. But first to Mr. Digvijay Singh since uh, I know his time is short. But uh, Digvijay Singh, your reactions to the dual face of the BGP as I put it. Mr. Narendra Modi pitching development and national vision at Delhi's SRCC and Rajnath Singh returning to the politics of a Yodhya of the Ram Temple at the VHP meet at the Kummela. Your reaction, sir?
6: First of all, it is nothing new. Uh, in fact, uh, whenever the elections come in, we have the Ram Mandir uh, as an issue with the BJP. Since 1992 onwards, in fact, in, before that, 1988 onwards, they have been promising Ram Mandir to the people. Uh, and in fact... Uh, have divided the complete Indian polity. Is I that, think Is uh, that entirely true, sir?
3: Is that entirely true? Because in a sense, the BGP had abandoned uh, both Umabharti and the Ram Temple two elections ago. They had put it on the back burner. So, it's actually a shift in stand, isn't it, this time?
6: No. If you see, in fact, 2004, it was in the election manifesto. and. Since then also they have been off and on talking about the Ram Mandir, even before uh, in the 2009 election. It may not have been in the election manifesto, but in their election campaign, this was one of their planks. So therefore, I think uh, it's nothing new for the people, uh, because uh, the Ram Mandir temple is not a matter of faith for them. It's a matter of strategy. That's all.
3: But it's interesting because Narendra Modi stayed away from any talk of temple politics, Hindutva. He presented a brand new vision for rebranding india he talked about new age power and his speech has been by and large welcomed by at least the young people of srcc and by many others
6: if you see the growth story of gujarat it has been having double digit growth before mr modi came on the scene so gujarat having a double digit growth is is not a uh, is not uh, is because of Narendra Modi or his policies, because of its strategic uh, location with the 1400 kilometers of, uh, of coastline and the enterprise entrepreneurship of the Gujarati community.
3: No, but so Mr. Modi has been chief three times. Surely you have to is, give him some credit, sir.
6: I am telling you, if you see his model of development is appeasing the corporate, what about the social sectors? The number of people below the poverty line has grown in Gujarat. The malnourished children have has have grown. Uh, the number of malnourished children in Gujarat has grown. The, the the in the in the investment sector also, if you see the investment,
7: right. it is
6: it comes sixth in the hierarchy. Then in the recently also, yes, the d- investment in the FDI they have slipped down from number one to number three. So, therefore, I think the growth story is is more uh, of the Gujarati community as such rather than Mr. Narin Modi. Uh,
3: Mr. Digvij Singh, I just want a quick reaction from uh, Uma Bharti uh, Ji before I come back to you. Uma Ji, when we talked about this dual contradiction and my point being that the BGP had put the temple issue on the back burner more to pacify NDA allies, Digvij Singh says no. Do you think... This is a wise move. Is the BGP going back to politics of the past with such a strong commitment by Rajnath Singh at the VHP meet today?
0: Actually, these two issues are totally separate. Ram temple issue always comes in the front when kumbh takes place. Because Vishwandhu Parishad makes announcement in every kumbh in kumbh is not scheduled according to the elections. So,
3: so but then are you saying it just for show, Ram so Ram is it just Ram for show what Rajnath, Rajnath Singh, Singh Ji
0: said? Yeah, our sincere commitment is for that there should be a Ram temple on the site of Ram Janabhumi. and but, we have never said that we have gone back from that. But, but does I the BGP only remember it when the actors, uh, the BHP meet? Radhik Vijay Singh Ji. <laughs> No, actually, what I want to say that I am the one who pitched development in the election in Madhya Pradesh. When I was declared the state leader and the, the election was to be taking place under my kind of uh, chief ministership, they, they declared me the future chief minister. That time my elder brother Dekuja Singh Ji challenged me to have a debate on both Shala. And he wanted to divide the state on the communal uh, basis. And I am the one who said no. We will talk uh, road, we will talk uh, busily, we will talk water, we will talk development, we will talk infrastructure, we will not discuss Bhushala, Bhushala, we will discuss after the elections. My commitment is Bhushala, but right now my commitment is with the people. So mm-hmm. this is the kind of politics, Ram Mandir and Ram Raj, and it combines together. But they are, the issues are separate. Good governance and Ram Mandir, the issues are separate. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Digvijay Singh, if I can come back to you on that issue. In a sense, the
3: BGP makes this charge that the Congress, uh, when um, Narendra Modi says vote bank politics, his direct reference is to the Congress. The BGP has protested strongly about uh, the home minister's statement on saffron terror. They said this is what you've been saying for a while. And in a sense, it's the Congress which is communalizing politics before the 2014 elections. How would you react to that charge? Because in a sense, uh, Narendra Modi's dig was directly at you and other Congress leaders who have said saffron terror.
6: Let me put it on record. I have never called it saffron terror or a Hindu terror. It is a right-wing extremist uh, uh, ideology which has led to these acts of terror, whether it's of the Muslims or the Hindus. You can't relate terror with any religion or any colour. So, wherever I have said this, I have said this on ample proof that i have got ample proof to point that the most of these boys are from madhya pradesh who have been involved in this uh, act of terror all these boys i have been uh, i have been following them since 2002 so therefore whatever i have been saying is on the basis of facts which have now come to light so therefore I have never tried to communalize. In fact, I was the one who has been tough on communal Hindus and communal Muslims both. I was the first Chief Minister to ban Simi and also recommend a ban on by because of which I could uh, ensure that there was no communal right during 10 years of my rule.
3: Do do you think, sir, there is... The Congress tries sometimes to, uh, to mix religion and politics but... It goes halfway. We know that Sonia Gandhi apparently is also going to the Kumbh Mela. Again, this seems the Congress trying to reach out to a different kind of vote bank. Suddenly, the Congress will come up before the UP elections will come up with quotas for Muslims reaching out to a different vote bank. In that sense, is the Congress confused? You both dabble in communal politics and yet say that you are above it.
6: There is no question of any vote bank in this country. Vote bank is a hype which has been created by the media. In fact, today, even in a family, one doesn't know where the husband is voting and the wife is voting. So, how, where is the question of vote bank now?
3: Uma Bharti ji, what Narendra Modi said about vote bank politics, could it also be addressed to Rajnath Singh who was at the VHP meet? We talked about communal leaders. Uh, Digvijay Singh said he's against both communal uh, right-wing Hindus and communal Muslims as well. We've had VHP President Praveen Togadya make some extremely communal statements in a speech in Maharashtra. Why doesn't the BGP ask for action against him like they did for Asaduddin Ovesi, Fagpuruddin Ovesi and then uh, Asaduddin Ovesi also?
0: I don't know what uh, Mr. Togadiya said in Maharashtra and I wonder why Maharashtra government did not file an uh, FIR. It means they did not find anything wrong in his speech. But what I want to say is that uh, talking about the Ram Temple is not creating a communal uh, division. Because Rajiv Gandhi also started his uh, 91 poll campaign uh, from Ayodhya and uh, uh, claiming to the people that he'll bring Ram Raj after the Lok Sabha elections are over, so talking about the Ram Temple is not at all communal. Yet you won't put it. Yet
3: your own NDA allies will not accept it being part of an election manifesto. So your NDA allies obviously see it as a politically controversial issue. That's why it's not in the manifesto. They see it as communal. The J.D.U. today has said that religion and politics shouldn't be mixed Uh, after Rajnath uh, Singh's visit to the the Yeah, I
0: don't know what they have to say about the Ram Temple, but uh, Nitish Kumar Ji and George Fandandis and Sharad Yadav, they all were part of us in the 90th government also and that time this Ram Temple was in our uh, manifesto. And they knew about the manifesto. Even when the v- BP Singh, when we fought election with BP yes. Singh, even that time we did the Shiladhyas uh, Poojan, that time Shila Pujan was done I and uh, the BP Singh was the candidate and we were supporting with the left people. Uma Ji, there's Sometimes a slight problem
3: with your audio. I'm just going to come back to you. But Digvijay Singh Ji, final words from you tonight. We have Uma Bharti here back in the BGP reports that uh, Rajnath Singh is going to make her a key part of the campaign committee this time for 2014 elections. Do you think the BGP in a sense is bringing Ayodhya back On the national agenda, do you think the BJP will this issue, uh, this election, will see a return to politics of the past?
6: My best wishes and uh, my uh, 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 best wishes to Uma Bharati ji for having been rehabilitated in the BJP, and I am sure she will contribute uh, to whatever decision uh, BJP takes now. But the fact remains that uh, Ram Mandir. is an issue which has been debated which has led to the division of uh, indian politics and the people of this country the hindus of this country particularly are fully aware of what the intent of the bjp and the sang and the BJP is uh, is concerned so therefore we are i'm absolutely sure that this issue of ram mandir will not attract any political support among the Hindus or in the country.
3: Is Narendra Modi the man who seems to have the political pulse of the young people of India? We saw uh, the reactions he got from SRCC students today. We saw also his focus on Suraj, good governance, development. He didn't get into any kind of uh, vote bank politics, as he put it. In that sense, many have pointed to his outreach to the young and compared it to Rahul Gandhi and said, you know, you say Rahul Gandhi is a youth leader, but Narendra Modi seems to have a much more direct connect with the young. Do you think that was shown up today?
6: I don't think so. Uh, you have not covered, you have not uh, 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 given a direct telecast to the interaction with Mr. Rahul Gandhi has had with the with the youth leaders, with the youth students also. He has been visiting the universities the because last the two years. Because the media is not allowed into those interactions, Mr. Singh. The media is not allowed uh, into those interactions. Uh, un- unfortunately, the media didn't take notice of that. No, we aren't so, allowed in. Uh, I think, no, no, it's not that the fa- fact remains the fact remains that what uh, point of uh, what uh, point uh, mr narendra modi has made about good governance and uh, development are i are hotly contested for two three reasons number one double digit growth of gujarat has been consistent since in the 90s much before mr narendra modi came in number one number two if yes. good, good governance was there some of his top IPS officers would not have been in jail. Few false encounters wouldn't have taken place in Gujarat. But,
3: but Mr. At Modi, met the, the time, Prime Minister today, and Mr. Modi said the Prime Minister congratulated him on the good governance of Gujarat. No, even let, even Central let, Economic let Surveys let, have pointed complete, to Gujarat.
6: Let me let let me let me complete. Mm-hmm. Let me complete. This version has come from the Chief Minister, not from the Prime Minister. I, we, we are not privy to what Mr. Prime Minister has said to Mr. Chief Minister. But the fact remains that the number of people are below the poverty line has gone up, number of malnourished children has gone up, and the malnourishment among pregnant women has gone up, and Mr. Mr. Narendra Modi said, because the Gujarati women are, are, are very conscious of their figure, and they do dieting, because of that the malnourishment has gone up. Well done, Mr. Narendra Modi.
3: A final question to you, sir. Do you see 2014 as being a Narendra Modi versus Rahul Gandhi? You've seen opinion polls have shown that Narendra Modi is ahead of Rahul Gandhi in the popularity contest. Would you welcome the BGP naming Narendra Modi as a PM candidate? Are you ready for the fight or do you think there will be an issue if he is prime ministerial candidate for the BJP?
6: It doesn't make a difference who the prime minister candidate of BJP is concerned. We are not taking notice of that.
3: Would you welcome him as a Prime Ministerial candidate? Many feel that the Congress hopes that they'll benefit from a possible polarizing if he's announced as PM candidate for the BJP.
6: We are not concerned. We are not taking notice of this.
3: Uma Bharti made the point that why doesn't the Maharashtra government arrest Praveen Tugadhyay if he made a communal speech? Isn't that the point? Isn't it the duty of the centre and the state to arrest Praveen Tugadhyay if he's made a communal speech? Were the different standards for OVC and Praveen Tugadhyay?
6: I totally agree. Uh, because the Maharashtra government must take action against Pravin Togadia. It's a highly inflammatory speech, and why should we have the double standards? <coughs> one standard for Akbaruddin Ovesi, and one standard for uh, Pravin Togadia. I, I, I would strongly, uh, I would say that uh, action must be taken against Pravin Togadia.
3: Uh, Mr. Digvijay Singh, thank you so much for joining us tonight, sir. I know you thank have to leave. Uma Bharti ji, uh, please stay on the debate because really the focus now looking. At this duel, you have said that Ram Rajya and Ram Temple can coexist. The BJP can do both, but will your allies actually accept this? Joining me now on the panel, I'm also joined by uh, Chandan Mitra of the BJP. I'm also joined by Pavan Varma, who is now advisor to Nitish Kumar of the Jantadal Dal United. We know the key ally, and of course uh, Shahid Siddiqui uh, from UP, editor of popular Urdu newspaper Nayi Dunya. Pavan Varma, you've been listening to both Mr. Digvijay Singh and uh, the Uma Bharti debate, but I think the larger question also of the two faces we saw of the BGP today? Can they coexist or do you think there will be a problem for the NDA if we see both the BGP who's, uh, which is returning to Ram Temple and Narendra Modi as now the mascot really the uh, poster boy for good governance?
8: You know Sonia, the NDA will decide on who will lead it in due course. But I want to make an p- important point. India is a religious country but I think the use of religion for politics is a card that has been played and overplayed and it has already peaked. The people of India want to swim away from the islands of religious exclusivism and participate in the dividends of the secular mainstream. Ishwar Allah, Tero Naam, Roti Kapda, Or bakar. Mujhko De Bhagwan. The point is very simple. You need good governance, but for good governance, you need leadership which promotes religious harmony, which carries the people of India, because Indians don't want instability. Instability is a barrier to good governance. So you need a leader who stands for both good governance and religious harmony, and I am sure the NDA and other political parties will appreciate this sentiment.
3: So were you disappointed by Rajnath Singh's fresh commitment to the Ram Temple today at the VHP meet?
8: No, I don't want to commit, comment on what he said. It's the BJP agenda to build the Ram Temple. That is in one place. But when you are asking me the question whether going back to a very simplistic religious flag, as some people are alleging, is a card for electoral politics. I believe, I think some rethinking needs to be done, because people are looking for development. People want to see how change can affect their lives. As I said earlier, elsewhere, if agriculture production grows in Bhutan, in in, in sorry, Bihar by 54 percent in two years, it touches the common man. And it's a for him that productivity is a temple.
3: And it's interesting that Bihar is not touted as much as Gujarat is. Let me just get first Uma Bharti to respond and then go across to Chandan on that. Uma Bharti, uh, in a sense, do you think we talked about uh, representing the politics of the past? And in a sense, you said you talked about development first, but... Does your association, the Ram Mandir, it's still a very close to you, you said it's a still a commitment. Does it define you as a politician with links to the past? We've done numerous reports from Ayodhya, even in the recent elections, which said that the people of Ayodhya even don't really care about the Ram Temple coming up or not at this point. It's not a key issue for them. It is really Roti Kapra Makan, or most importantly,
0: employment. Our faith in the Ram Temple is intact. It has never changed. When I was made the in charge of Bihar, first time Nitish was going to become the chief minister. I am the one who announced that after the elections it will be Nitish Kumar who will be the chief minister. And I made the development main issue of the, uh, that election in 2005. Even at that time my faith in Ram Mumi was intact so I am not able to understand it does not contradict having faith in Ram Janam Bhumi. does not make me incompetent to for Ram Raj or development it does not mean that I don't believe in development. If I believe in Ram, if I believe but in does Ram it, Temple, yes, it does course, not but mean does that I don't believe in the development. But I'm does it alienate many Indians who
3: may so not agree that. with you? Does it alienate many Indians who may not agree with you? We know the Gujarat model which Narendra Modi now talks about is a model which he says includes all Gujaratis, whether they're Hindu or Muslim. When you talk about the Ram Temple, does it alienate a large number of people who will not agree with you?
0: see as I have told you that uh, this uh, building of Ram temple is a question of faith, those who have faith in that they should not hide their faith I will never hide my faith I will never regret in participating in Ram temple and nobody can deny my role in the participation of forming a government in Madhya Pradesh on the issue of development and uh, being the in charge of VR and that too on the issue of the development, so I don't think I don't see in, anything wrong in it if a Christian says I am proud to be a Christian Nobody says that he is making a difference. If somebody says, I am proud to be a Muslim and I believe in Khuda, nobody criticizes and makes fun of him. If I say that I am proud to be a Hindu and I believe in Ram, what is the problem? I am not able to
3: understand this. Uh, Sh- Shahid Siddiqui, uh, one point I would like to bring you on and I think one point that uh, I agree with Uma Bharti on is that sometimes it seems to be double standards in terms of when we see Muslim leaders or Muslim political leaders make some very extreme statements or statements to be considered communal if it was made by a right-wing leader, it somehow... You get away with it. When you see Congress leaders, all leaders from uh, the Samajwadi party making statements very clearly uh, intended to reach out to minority vote bank, there is not the same hue and cry. Are there double standards when we look at uh, religion and politics in India today? Isn't it a fact of our politics?
1: No, double standards are not in the people. Double standards are in the media and the politicians. So far as the people are concerned today, uh, Ram, issue, Ram Mandir issue is not at all relevant, Babri Masjid issue is also not relevant, people are not concerned. What BJP leaders are saying in Allahabad is it, it, only symbolic and I think they, they, they are doing it for their own extremist elements, they are doing it for their own organizations like Vishwandhu Parishad, the, the appeasement of it's appeasement of and RSS, not of the people, and they also know that it is not an issue which is going to be important in the in the 2014 elections. So uh, what what Rajnath Singh is doing and what Modi ji is doing is exactly what Atal ji and and Advani ji used to do earlier. I mean, good cop and the bad cop, the communal tango. and the secular, the developmental and the. Uh, uh, and hindutva issue, so th- that's the game they have been playing and uh, again th- they are playing the same game but it doesn't work again and again you see in politics you can't repeat the same kind of gimmicks time and again
3: Chandan Mitra if you can come in here on that because in, there has, has been some discomfort amongst some BGP leaders as well with what seems to be a more strident public position the BGP has adopted over the last few days the meeting in Delhi as well with uh, Rajnath Singh ji and other uh, senior BHP and RSS leaders do you think, in a sense, and of course, Narendra Modi also talking, very, making it very clear that he will not touch on this issue at all. Do you think there is some level of discussion or concern within the BGP as well over what seems to be contradictory stance? Uma Bharti and Shahid Siddiqui say, look, this is an old plank of the BGP. But do you agree?
9: Well, uh, before I say anything, I have to strongly and publicly register my protest yes. for you to allow Mr. Digvijay Singh to flee this program because he has made a habit of not facing questions and he, ha- he runs away after making his you see comments and he should uh, needs to be questioned about who called Osama bin Laden Osama ji who went to Azamgarh and demanded um, a probe into the Batala House, Batala House uh, killing uh, of that uh, dreaded uh, terrorist and that their killing of a brave inspector and having made all those kind of statements, he is now giving us talk on secularism make We had, we had Uma Bharti, Chief no, with no, him point, no.
3: throughout the no, discussion. No, no, I know Uma
9: Bharti was there, but but why is there no Congress spokesperson on this panel? And I was told Mr. Digvijay Singh will here, be here, and answer questions. He has been a habit of this, and I'm I I'm sorry for miscommunication
3: protest. because he always told us he will be here with us from nine to nine fifteen. So and which is why I had asked. I will not panel told this. So I I'm sorry. To, there's a miscommunication I'm, I'm with you.
9: putting this publicly. I have not said this publicly before, but today I am putting it publicly because he has made it a habit of doing this, and okay. he is no great shakes. He is an ex-chief minister. And, and but firstly, the point is, you know, the uh, pro- whole programme that you are tra- trying to run today about BJP's return to Hindutva, etc., etc. And you know, frankly, this smacks of enormous ignorance. The BJP has always believed that the Ram Mandir is an article of faith, a core issue with the Bharatiya Janata Party. It has been there in every election manifesto of the BJP. It is absolutely nothing new what Ji has said today in Allahabad uh, that, you see, the BJP, if it comes back to power with a two-third majority, it will amend the law to build a Ram Temple there. Our position has been very clear that either through a parliamentary mandate or through a decision of the Supreme Court or through a kind of uh, common position reached between Hindu and Muslim leaders, the Ram Mandir must be built and we will do, pursue that till that Mandir is built. I am with Umaji in this. It has always been part of our agenda and will remain. Cultural nationalism and the unification of Hindus and Muslims who have been divided by the British and then by the Congress. <coughs> we have to bring the, all and all Indians together and the Ram Mandir will be a grand symbol of this communal harmony being re-established in the country.
3: No, but, but it, an article of faith, but I suppose in practicality, as you said, uh, Chandan Mitra, the point was that we've seen it in the last years, and especially when Uma Bharti had uh, left the party, Kalyan Singh was out of the party, the BGP seemed in many ways, <coughs> even in politics, to have turned us back to the Ram Mandir. But let me just go across to Rahul Srivastava, because he's been tracking the BGP for many years now. And Rahul, you were at that VHP meet. Did you see any change, or as both Uma Bharti and Chandan Mitra have been saying, this is what the BGP is about, what's wrong with reaffirming an article of faith, it's not a political agenda?
10: Surya, so, yeah, there are a lot of objections coming from uh, Mr. Mitra or uh, Uma Bharati ji, but the basic fact is that right behind us is a stage from where the VHP and other sons had addressed and, and now created a resolution and announced it. The basic fact is that all this is being weighed against the fact that it, the, the timing of all this, the timing is extremely uh, extremely critical to this whole thing. Uh, we have heard these speeches before. I have covered this entire issue since some time since 1989. There is not much deviation as far as the bhp goes, but the crisis is that the BJP has been in par in between and after that the BJP has realized that the politics of the country is changing. There is Mr. Chandan Mitra and of course he also knows that there is There is uh, a generally uh, people are not looking into the backyard of history for their politics or for their future. People are looking at a different future. What we are now learning from our sources in the BJP and the Sangha Paribar that till yesterday we thought that the Sangha is asking for a gentle lunge towards Hindutva. But what it seems now uh, sources are telling us is that the nudge is not so gentle. It's a rather more distinct and clear nudge that the BJP should shift towards strident Hindutva, even if it means losing some of the NDA allies like the JDU who have kept the uh, kept the BJP away from the Hindutva agenda or because of whom the BJP had to shunt the, uh, shunt the Hindutva agenda. It is the same set of people who have actually been against Narendra Modi. Now, this is where the BJP discomfort comes in. Because if they actually go in for that kind of hidruta, they are not sure of their numbers, what happens to the coalition. That is why if you see what Mr. Rajnath Singh did, he took a dip in the Ganga river at the Sangam. He came here, attended a crucial meet where the tones were extremely strident. But still, he did not say that the law should be amended or whether uh, whether, uh, he does not trust that the courts can come out with a solution or resolve the Ayodhya dispute he was he was his straight walked the middle path because he knows that he needs the sun but he also needs a coalition and that's where the crisis rise right now the bjp's practical politics is actually being uh, being uh, RS is trying to alter it you look at the leaders in the bjp today barring mr lk advani most of the top leaders were not visible part of the campaign which led to the demolition of the babri mosque people like arun jaitley have already talked about a slightly different or new age yes. Uh, Hindutva. Perhaps what? this is where the crisis lies let me, some get, let me get Uma Bharti to, to actually to respond path, to some of what some leaders you've been be saying.
3: Let me get Uma Bharti to actually respond to some of what you've been saying. Uma Bharti, the dilemma perhaps is who should the BJP listen more to, the Sang, or its allies? Uh,
0: they are very different things because Sang is not the one who dominates BJP. They have their own ideology. If we follow, fine. If we don't follow, fine. We go to the advice, they give the advice. They never try to force their uh, thoughts or ideology on us. Second thing is allies. Allies always knew our faith in uh, Ram Janambhumi. If you remember when uh, the 13th day government of Atal Vihari Bajpayeeji was over, that time he was addressing the parliament. And somebody from the opposition then suddenly got up (coughs) and said, what about the Ram Janambhumi? Then he said, when we will have the clear majority, we will build Ram temple also and there was a big shout from the opposition that now the cat is out of bed. So, uh, nobody denied our faith, not even Atal Bihari Bajpayee, even he had faith that there should be a uh, Ram Mandir constructed on the Ram Janmabhoomi side. site. And uh, we, he was in the government for two terms and all allies were intact with us. Even uh, in the Bihar, we are together for two terms. In uh, Punjab, we are together for good terms. and they know that our faith is intact. We don't regret our faith. We don't regret our participation in the Ramjana Janmabhoomi temple, and we have, we have this faith. We have Ram Janmabhoomi temple on our agenda. No, no problem. So there sir, we given, so given, given the that, Bharti ji, I am not able to understand why we, you think that there is. a no, give just a minute, thing. just a minute. Why yes. you think there is a contradiction? Like if, if, uh, if I believe in Ram and if I am able to give the good governance, then what is the problem? I am not able to understand this. So given
3: that Uma Bharati ji, why is it that this vision was not articulated Narendra Modi spoke today? He spoke in what many would see as a speech of a possible prime ministerial candidate. He spoke only of governance, of vision, of rebranding India, of P2G2. Why didn't he include this vision, a core vision of the BJP in his speech he gave today at SRCC to young students?
0: I think he was not discussing the philosophy of BJP. The place in platform was such that he was discussing to the students and he was discuss, discussing how Gujarat progressed, and that too on, on the economic basis. That the the that is atmosphere was totally different in that college. Pavan Varma, different audiences, uh, different uh, different views in a sense,
3: of two key BJP leaders.
8: You know, it's a dialogue within the BJP, and as members of the NDA the JDU is. <coughs> is obviously interested but let me articulate a fundamental point which I believe is what Nitish ji believes in which is that religious harmony and good governance go together. Good governance is a consequence of religious harmony across the country and religious harmony is an aspect of good governance. There is nothing wrong in a temple, there is nothing wrong in a mosque. India is a religious country but the people of India want not religious acrimony, but religious harmony. Because they want to embrace, as I said earlier, the dividends of the secular mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so the two must be harmonized. That is what he believes in, and that I believe is what he has practiced in Bihari.
3: Shahid Siddiqui, let me ask you the most cynical question. Given what's happening in Uttar Pradesh and what's been happening over the last few months, the vote bank there or the votes seem to be becoming increasingly polarized. And the fact is that the BGP has never done as well in Uttar Pradesh as it did in the elections just after the demolition. In a sense, are both the BGP, the Samajwadi Party and even the Congress, when it reaches out to announce its uh, announces quota just for the recent Assembly elections, aren't they all looking at consolidating vote banks which they've want to go back to vote banks to have paid dividends in the past.
1: No, sorry, I don't agree with you. I mean, polarization is much less now. Even last election, Muslims did not vote only for Samajwadi party. Mm -hmm. Muslim vote was divided between BSP, Samajwadi party and Congress. And and went to some some of the Muslim parties as well. So there is no vote bank anymore. There is no polarization of Hindu votes or Muslim votes. And even the, the I mean, the, the caste vote polarization is there to some extent. But religious polarization is getting less and less in Indian politics, which is which is very good. In fact, yes. and uh, as uh, Mr. Verma said, that it, it is a communal harmony and social harmony is absolutely essential to good governance and growth. And we will see in every election whether it's Bihar or it was Madhya Pradesh or it was Gujarat, or it was uh, uh, Bengal, or uh, Odisha, or UP. Even Akhleesh Yadav had to make development the fundamental issue. And it was on this issue of law and order and development that he was able to get the votes, not on the basis of... Polarization. Congress tried to do that. Mr. Digvijay Singh tried to do that, but he, they failed. Mm-hmm. They tried to talk of, you know, reservation for Muslims and raising issues of Butler House and others. They, they did not succeed. So uh, Samajwadi Party, in fact, su- succeeded on the mm-hmm. developmental issue. Now they are committing the mistake. After coming to power, they are not going for development. They are they are indulging in other kind of caste and communal um, so issues, which, it's which, which a politi- is going it's a, so harm pointing them, out- ultimately because people of UP are not interested in
3: so, you're pointing out a political failing there, you're saying, uh, of the governing party as well, the Samajwadi Party, Uttar Pradesh. The Congress is, of course, misfired uh, badly in the recent assembly elections. But, Chandan Mitra, if you can come in, and you've seen the whole analysis of the recent declaration by some BJP leaders saying Narendra Modi should be the party's PM candidate. And many say that this is being done to prop up Mr. Narendra Modi, because he's the only BJP leader with the stature to stand up to the VHP or RSS in a sense. So when I talk about dual strands within the BGP, when Rahul Srivastav talks about the contradictions, the VHP pushing very strongly for a more strident Hindutva agenda, can you entirely rule that out and say there is no such undercurrents before uh, the Parliamentary Board decides its Prime Ministerial candidate?
9: Well, I think that is very clear, Ji has made it very clear that the Parliamentary Board will decide and then the NDA will decide. Uh, and I entirely agree with Pawan when he says that it has to be an inclusive agenda and a developmental agenda. Mr. Narendra Modi today gave an absolutely brilliant speech at am College where he outlined the roadmap for India and the roadmap that will in, uh, involve the young, which will completely include the young, their dreams, their aspirations. So, good governance and development has been core of, of the BJP's governance agenda. Atalji's six-year government did that, Mr. Narendra Modi's twelve-year government in Gujarat did that, Mr. Shivraj Singh Chauhan, Dr. Raman Singh, all of whom have been twice chief ministers, two-term chief ministers. BJP's record on development is phenomenal, uh, Umarji knows that very well. So therefore, you see development, but development does not mean that you give up your core beliefs and in cultural nationalism in the broader concept of Bharatiyatā, Indianness. Which the BJP has always promoted. There is no contradiction. It is there in every manifesto the party has issued in yes. 1999, in 2004, 2009, and it will be there in 2014. I don't understand why every time Ram Mandir is mentioned, which we have always mentioned, <coughs> why does the media keep, or sections of media, keep saying BJP has gone back to hard in and so on and so forth? Well,
3: a section Point of the media, all allies as well, speech, the JDU. A single, single. Yes. But uh, what about your no, allies, sir? JDU, because the JDU today said what? we should I, not I, mix religion in politics after I Mr. Mr. I Rajnath Singh's Mr. statement. Pavel, so it's not just about the media.
9: Mr. Pawan Verma, who Pawan Verma is a good friend of mine, he has now joined, uh, de facto has joined politics. <coughs> he has said nothing objectionable. He's entirely right. So, what is the problem? The JDU is not objecting to anything. Let
3: me just as ask. As long as we. Uh, be, Yes, let me just ask Pavan Varma, because you uh, you mentioned him. Pavan Varma, it's interesting that in a sense, also the media projects and Mr. Modi has managed to make really his uh, USP, this whole issue of development and Gujarat's development. But it's interesting because we never see other chief ministers, whether it's Nidish Kumar, (coughs) whether it's Shivraj Singh Chauhan, whether it's uh, Raman Singh, projected in the same way. Is that a deliberate strategy? Why do you think that actually happens?
8: No, I think uh, the track record of these states, and I can say about Bihar, it has had the highest growth rate for the last five years. The track record is such that it has transformed the image of a state which was considered to be the boondocks of India, one of the most deprived and backward states. So the track record of governance is exceptional. And it's recognized internationally There is no question about that. It's a coalition coalition. with the BJP. Yes, it's a coalition with the BJP and it's been a stable government which has delivered dividends to the people. The only point I'm making with, and I'm so happy that Chandan also agrees with it, I think any sane person, we must bring sanity into politics. Any person will agree that in a country with India's realities Good governance and religious harmony must go together. That's the sole point. Right, Umaji.
3: Uh, final words uh, tonight as we leave you. As you said, the uh, I said that the really it's uh, Narendra Modi has become the poster boy for development. It's interesting because he seems now to be the tallest leader, leader amongst
0: all BGP leaders. Would you accept that? All I want to say, as you have said, this is my final word. That is that we are fine with Nitish Kumar. We are fine with the. Prakash Singh Badal, we are fine with Ship Sena, we are fine with Pavan Verma, no problem, we are going fine. Since 10-15 years, no problem in Ram Temple or Ram Raj, we will be fine in the future also. So I tell NDTV not not to worry about these things. We are fine and there will be a total harmony in this country and with the allies of ND also. You just don't worry about it. Not worried at all. We are looking forward to seeing the alliances after
3: 2014. Uma Bharti, thanks very (laughs) much for uh, joining me this evening. And uh, uh, Pavan Bhatma, I know you have to leave as well, but I'd like to keep other guests on because I've got two different guests joining us. And that's uh, two young students. I've got uh, Palash Gupta from a second year BCom student from the Shriram uh, College of Commerce, also in charge of media relations. And you've got a lot of wonderful media today, I think, with Narendra Modi and media also about the protests outside. And also joining me is Maya John, who was part of this protest and she's from St. Stephen's College. Uh, Palash, over to you first. Were you happy with how the speech went? And it's interesting. Apparently, Narendra Modi was voted the top uh, choice by Sriram students to come and address this, and Ratan Tata was second, and Rahul Gandhi was uh,
5: third or fourth. True, or false? Th- this is exa- this is false. This is something I wanted to point out. Okay. That these are false reports that are coming out in the media. That we had an internal poll wherein we the students voted to decide who would come and visit the college uh, during the speaker session. This speaker session is an annual event which is organized by the Students' Union of our college Mm -hmm. and we had actually sent out invites to a lot of people including top corporates, a lot of politicians, cabinet ministers and chief ministers and probably luck was on our side and Mr. Narendra Modi actually accepted our invitation and he…
3: Of course, Arun Jetli is a former alumnus of your college as well so that may have
5: helped. Uh, not exactly, I mean, ma'am. But that is another thing. What I wanted to point out: people are trying to politicize it by saying that. No, no, that's a good thing. There's nothing. Wrong Arun Jetli it. played a role in Mr. Arun Jaitley played a role in bringing Mr. Modi to our college. But actually, he wasn't involved at all. Just because he's, uh, our college, the alma mater of Mr. Arun Jaitley doesn't mean that he's involved in everything related to BGP and our college. He wasn't involved at all.
3: Were you impressed by his speech? Were the students Uh, who listened 1800, a packed uh, house, were you impressed with Mr. Modi's speech?
5: Yes, I was impressed. It was a very inspiring speech. Uh, I, on a personal basis, do admire Mr. Modi. And uh, the way he actually walked into the auditorium and the response it elicited from the crowd, that actually proved how... uh, and the response his speech got from the crowd, that actually proves the point how good his speech actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, he had His speech was actually, wasn't a monotonous speech, it was actually interacting with the crowd. And uh, Yet there were no questions. Uh, then, then again, he was in a, on a very tight schedule, so that is something which we cannot decide. It's up to the speaker who is there if he wants to edit in questions or not. Right. So it wasn't up to us.
3: Okay, so let, let me just get in because as that happened, I think the yeah. probably the first was Shiram College of Commerce that you also had uh, yeah. Section 144 imposed on College to prevent crowds. We know there were many student protesters, uh, you were one of them. Now, I think the point has been made that many of these protests were also politicized because there were, students, uh, there were youth congress workers as well, there were student federations linked to the left. Why were you part of those protests? Are you linked with any political organization?
7: I am linked with a political organization but I'd like to clarify that a lot of students, teachers and university karamcharis gathered outside SRCC college today and protest not because they were necessarily part of any organization, there were women people who were not. Mm-hmm. It's just that the youth of this country and many other people apart from the youth do not see this man as the future. It's not about choosing Narendra Modi over uh, Rahul Gandhi, it is about issues of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Is this man going to offer us upliftment? Is this man going to offer us employment? Is this man going to offer us real inclusive development and growth? But that was the focus of his speech though. I would like to go back to his speech. I would like to go back to whatever his propaganda has been in the media and otherwise. He projects himself as a man pro-development. But let us not forget that what is his notion of development? He is projecting that his development will bring progress and a good life to everyone. That is not true. Let's look at the state from where he comes, the statistics of the state show that SCSTs based in Gujarat are in a terrible condition today. In fact, if you look at the All India Index, SCST poverty is so bad that gujarat ranks ranks 11th in terms of the decline in poverty of scst community there's malnutrition women's rights so forget. right now
3: this country i'm not going going to actually i'm not going to get back into just the figures of it because mm-hmm. these are issues that have been raised uh, earlier as well but let me just get in uh, chandan mitra on uh, one issue i think the fact what's i mean you can either love narendra modi or you can hate narendra modi there seem to be very few in betweens and what's interesting is that even when he came to a, a college function you saw those Protests outside. In that sense, when you say here allies uh, talking about you know a unifying figure, somebody who can an Atal Bihari vajpa like figure, Narendra Modi is a stark contrast.
9: Look, well, I don't want to engage in any debate with the students. No,
3: no, of course no. Are, I'm asking uh, you, your yes.
9: views, and therefore I'm not engaging anything. Mr. Narendra Modi's speech, I have I saw it on television. I heard the uh, you know tumultuous applause. And I know that Mr. Nandra Modi is way ahead. Some people indoctrinated by other ideologies, they have a right to protest. They're fine, they protested, but the matter is over. Mr. Mm -hmm. Nandra Modi is a very, very uh, popular and powerful leader among the youth. That's what we believe. And I'm sure that uh, he has, you know, the model, the Gujarat model that he has expounded uh, will uh, stand us in good stead. I don't want to comment before this, so kindly allow me to go.
3: Yes, of course Chandan, uh, please do. And uh, Shahid Siddiqui, any thoughts from you to those? Do those visuals, the difference in what is happening inside and outside, sum up to you the paradox of Narendra Modi in a sense?
1: I think the biggest challenge before Narendra Modi and the BJP is that Mr. Modi is unable to unite the society, unable to unite the country, wherever on whatever issue. I've got... uh, Critical of Modi on on many issues, he he has a point to make. His his speech was great, wonderful. He knows how to communicate with the people. He knows how to use the media. But then... Ultimately, the real problem is that he, he divides more than he unites and this division leads to a situation where BJP may not be able to gain the way it, it expects it to come back to power. In 2014, he, he may have proved to be a, a, a hurdle in the, in, in the path of BJP instead of being a, a, a asset to it.
3: Final words from the young students tonight because I want to leave this uh, w- really with you. We talk, we hear so much about youth icons, youth leaders. Uh, Rahul Gandhi often because he is younger, he's in a sense, than Narendra Modi. What do you, as a youth leader, a uh, person who reaches out to the young, and does Narendra Modi uh, fulfill that expectation given what strong feelings there are about him? You've got fellow students who are out there being water cannoned. Um, I
5: actually. D- again would say that it's being politicized again uh, mr Narendra, why we invited mr Narendra modi to our colleges because uh, as is as he said he's the poster boy of development right now. if you look at gujarat right now he's proved to be a very able economist uh, gujarat is at, is recording a 10% growth whereas whereas the rest of the country is lingering at somewhere on 3 4% so
3: for business students he was a natural
5: choice uh, so he- uh, yes a natural choice then he's recorded a growth of 20% Gujarat constitutes 20% of but the But not worried about the other
3: issues she raised or the other figures she pointed out of malnutrition, etc.
5: Then again, there will be contrasting figures. Every, but I've given a broad picture of how Gujarat is loved over the past 15-20 yes. years. Then it actually is way ahead of the other states in India. And that is because of Mr. Narendra Modi.
3: Right. Well, well as I said, the point is, I think the protest really summed up the paradox of Narendra Modi. The huge applause, protests outside. Let's see how it actually plays out in the politics leading up to 2014. Thank you all very much for joining me tonight. We're completely out of time. But we'll end the bulletin after this quick break with the best of the Aero India show, which began in Bangalore today. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.